Thank you, guys. I don't know about you, but each and every week, I, uh, I am blessed and I am encouraged by the ministry of uh, these men and women who serve us, serve God by serving us and directing our, our thoughts and our hearts in worship. Well, good morning. A little dark outside, kind of rainy, kind of dreary day. I think rain is on the way. Um, we need it though, don't we? Um, rain's on the way. It's fall time. It's a wonderful time of year. And uh, I'd just like to say hi. Hope you had a good week. It's been kind of crazy around here. Uh, for those of you that, that don't know, uh, we had a funeral here on, on Friday. And uh, uh, Anna Stauffer passed away. She, um, she lived 99 years, 9 months, and 19 days. And the Lord said, I just, I don't want to roll the odometer over. Let's just come on home. Come on home. And so uh, the Lord called her home to, uh, to be with her. And so we celebrated her life here on, uh, on Friday. For those of you that don't know, don't know me, my name is Joel Buffington. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Point, And I just trust that uh, you've had a good week and trust this morning that you'll be encouraged and challenged as uh, we jump back into our five-part series. Um, that five-part series is... Um, oops. I added a slide. Forgot about that one. Five-part series uh, has to do with Grace Point. We are better together. And this is following off of uh, one of our core values that says this, we believe that we're transformed spiritually when we embrace challenges together. And as a result, we do believe that we are certainly better together. Um, I wonder right now, if you'll impromptu, uh, kind of on an impromptu, turn to your neighbor and uh, ask them a quick question, okay? Ask them a quick question. Ask them this, why are we better together? And you can answer that. So go ahead. Don't feel afraid to do that. Go ahead. Why are we better together? Now, some of you are laughing, so you're just like, I have no idea why we're better together, but we just are, and I love you. <laughs> because we're worse apart. I heard that. That's a good thing. Well, in, in reality, in reality, we are trying, we're making a, a serious concerted effort to create, you know, certain environments here at, uh, at Grace Point Church. And one of the primary uh, ones, the things that we're emphasizing is that we want Grace Church, uh, Grace Point Church to be a place where no one walks alone, where no one walks alone. And whenever we covered that the first week, really we were emphasizing the, the, the point that every single story matters. We all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different situations. Uh, and God has, has, has taken the events of our life and woven them together and woven you together with us. And every story goes into creating a more rich and vibrant tapestry that God is creating here in this place. The next time that we met, we talked about uh, the point that Grace, Grace Point Church is a place where we can stand together. 
we can stand through hard times, we can stand through trials, we can stand, stand together uh, excitedly. Uh, when, when people in our church get married, we stand together for all kinds of various reasons, and there are ways that we can stand together. And this actually kicked off our Vacation Bible School uh, series, if you can remember that far back. Uh, when we talk, there's all kinds of ways that, that, that are all kinds of things that help us stand together, prayer, friends, uh, studying the scriptures together. And so that's very, very important. The next time uh, we met, we talked about that Grace Point is a place where we serve together. We concluded that we serve, uh, we serve God when we serve others, but we serve better when we serve together. And then the last time that we met and we talked we emphasize that love is the fuel for our journey together. Love is the fuel for our journey together. We looked particularly in the book of Galatians, and the bottom line is, uh, as far as Paul was writing to this church in Galatians, he said, uh, all that matters is your faith that makes you love others. And we looked at the story of Rick and Dick Hoyt, uh, pretty emotional uh, a time as, as we viewed what uh, has caused this father and son to begin to do marathons and triathlons. They've been doing it for a lot of years and has set an incredible, incredible ex- example uh, when it comes to uh, helping us understand that love is this fuel that drives us. Love is the fuel that enables us to, to walk together. And so today, as we conclude, I just want to ask you a question this morning. I want you to think about it. Grace Point Church, what then does love look like? What does love look like? And I can see some of you going, hmm, let me see. How do you describe love? I mean, I mean really. How, how, how would you describe what love is? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd invite you to, to do a little exercise with me. I want you to think, and you can't, there, there, no Sunday school answers here. The Bible, Jesus, God, okay, no Sunday school answers allowed. But I want you to think about this. Who do you feel in your life, who is the person that loved you the most? Or if you're struggling with that one, who was the person that really influenced you in your life who influenced you the most? Think about that. I see some heads, some, some brows furrowing. Trying to, the most, you know, I may have a lot, I may not have a few. Who influenced you the most? That is a question. Who influenced you the most? Or who loved you the most? Someone tell me. Your mom, okay? Influenced you the most. Ah, Chuck. Way to go, Chuck. You're awesome. We love you, Chuck. Who influenced you? Who loved you the most? Who do you think? We have, we have two participants so far. Okay, we have a whole lot more to go. Who influenced you the most? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Instead of, that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Turn to your neighbor on, 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 in your pew and tell your neighbor who loved you the most, who influenced you the most. Okay, go ahead, do that. Feel free, it's okay. 
All right, now, someone share with us what somebody else told you. Who influenced you the most? We have a mom, we've got Chuck, we've got a father. Who else? <laughs> Christina, yes, that's good. Two more, come on, two more. Who influenced you the most? Apart from your family, apart from, far, yes. Some leaders in the church, that's cool, yay, Ross. Somebody else? One more. Not a parent. Not yes, a teacher in 10th grade. Very cool. I had, I had, I had a coach. I had a coach that influenced me, uh, that influenced me greatly. My wife loves me. That's really, really cool. My, 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 my children love me, my, my dad. You know, we're, we're a city in church, so naturally we'll think, well, God loved me, okay, right? What did God do? What, what did, let me, let me back up for a second. What did those people that you say influenced you the most or loved you the most what was the greatest gift that they ever gave you? Life. I heard it. It's okay. Sacrifice. Time. I heard these things. Life. Love. Yes. It's good stuff. Give me two more. Encouragement. Was that one? A dream. Oh, these are these are cool. These are these are really really good things. Okay, Here. one other one other quick quick question as we as we jump into this. Obviously, God loved us more than anyone else could ever love us. Do you realize that there there are a lot of people in the world that feel that they're not loved? Would you agree? It's a lot of but there is no one in the world. That isn't love. There may be a lot of people that don't know they're loved, but there's no one in the world that isn't loved and loved by the ultimate lover, God himself. God so loved that he gave. When you were thinking about the person that influenced you the most, that loved you the most, you begin to say things. What did they give you? What did they... How do they demonstrate that? They gave you life. They gave you a dream. They gave you encouragement. They gave you time. I didn't hear anybody say, they gave me this great car. Or they gave me this house. Or they gave me just the coolest stuff. True? Did anybody hear that kind of stuff? Give me, you know, they gave me all this stuff. Most of the stuff that we think is valuable, most of the stuff that the world thinks about, it costs crazy amounts of money. Just go to the grocery store and try and buy food for you guys that are coming to eat. We're going to give, you know, it's crazy how much stuff costs. It's, un, it's unbelievable, okay? But the stuff that we value, that you say that, that person that influenced you the most, what did it cost? You can't put a price tag on it. You can't put a price tag on a dream. You can't put a price tag on encouragement. Chip, you said love. 
You can't put a price tag on it, can you? I mean, what does it cost for, for you to love this precious boy? And how much love do, does, does he give to you? You can't, you can't measure that kind of thing at all. I want us to think this morning, if we're going to go and look at the scriptures, where would we go to look at love? Those of you that have been in church for a while, we're going to open up our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Take your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. For those of you that uh, don't have a Bible, there's one near you and it's either on page 1114 or page 932. It's about three quarters of the way through your Bible, okay? See mine? It's right, it's right there. From this way, it's right there. If you've got a Bible like mine, it's on page 956. <clears throat> page one, four, uh, 1114 or page 932 in one of the red Bibles. And by the way, if you don't have a Bible, we love you enough to give you one. So please take it, use it, and find the life of Christ within the pages there. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's the fam- one of the most famous chapters in the scriptures. Paul writes to a church that struggles with love, that struggles with a lot of stuff. I mean, it was a messed up church. Why? Because it had human beings in it, okay? And there was all kinds of conflict, and there was issues and stuff that was going on. And right in the middle of it, he's talking about how God has gifted people for the greater good. And he says, oh, by the way, I want to tell you about the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift of all. If you're in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, I want us to read through this, and I want us to, we're not going to read through the whole chapter, but I want to share some thoughts with you this morning. Okay, so what does love really look like? What does love really look like? And if we're called to live a life of love together, then if we don't live a life of love, here's, here's some issues that are going on, Okay. Chapter 13, verse 1, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but don't have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Okay, so if I don't live a life of love, it doesn't matter what I say or how I say it. It's empty. It doesn't matter. Verse 2. If I, li- if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge... And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. So it doesn't matter what I say or what I know. If I don't live a life of love, it's nothing. Verse 3. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but don't have love, what's the bottom line? It's empty. So no matter what I I say, 
no matter what I know, and even no matter what I believe. If I have faith, I can move mountains. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I believe or even what you give. If you don't have love, you're bankrupt. You're empty. You don't have anything. So what is love? I want us to think about this. Love is patient. What is patience? Patience is giving love to someone. Patience is waiting on someone. Patience is putting someone else in front of you. Patience is what I lacked yesterday on the road. I wasn't patient. Okay? I wasn't a lot of things on the road yesterday. I'm sorry. I have to confess that. <clears throat> love is patient. Love is kind. What is kindness? Being nice. Representing Christ in all that we do. How much does being nice cost? Nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It is not proud. So let's think about this. Verse 4. It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. Have we talked about something that's really going to cost us a whole lot right here? Go back in your mind to the person that you said loved you or influenced you the most. I would dare say that you would be able to agree with me that that person exhibited patience, kindness. He wasn't arrogant, wasn't boastful. Would you agree? And yet, they loved you and influenced you in an amazing way. Let's continue. Love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it's not rude. R rudeness is the complete opposite of love. If I'm going to demonstrate love to you, I'm not going to be rude. It's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, and it doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Back again to the question, what does this kind of love cost? Let's continue. Verse 6. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And then here's some things that love always does. Love always, what? Protects. Love always protects. Love is always going to seek the best for, for someone else and cover someone else. That coach, that parent that you mentioned, that teacher, always sought to pr protect you, true? 
It always protects. It always, what? Trusts. Trust there is an interesting, interesting word. That trust is, I give you a full account rather than you start at zero. When I'm entering into a relationship with you, I'm going to give you trust, a full account, rather than, oh, I, in the past I've experienced hurt, I've experienced pain, so I'm going to enter the relationship like this. What are we trying to create here? Grace Point is a place where nobody walks alone, where we serve together, we're better together. And when new people come here, we don't greet them like this. Full count. Man, you got full credit here. Zero percent interest charge. Full credit here in our account of love for you. It always trusts. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres no matter what. So, Grace Point Church, how are we doing? If it is our dream and our belief, first of all, that we're better together, and I do, I do believe that we're better together, are we really a place where no one walks alone? I don't know the struggles that you have faced this week, but I trust you have someone here that you can lean on. I trust that you can find someone here that you can trust that will love you. How are we doing, Grace Point Church? Are we really better together? Are we serving together? I know Pastor Tim and I, we throw out all kinds of opportunities in front of you. Tons of opportunities from our Together initiative to serving the church here with Blast or Sunday school ministry or men's ministry or whatnot. There's constant opportunities for us to serve. Are we serving together? I think we are. We'd like for more to join us. <laughs> There's always room for more on the team to be working, to be actively serving. If you'd like to be a part of something, come ask us. We can plug you in. We'd love to do that. We serve better when we serve together. And we serve God by serving others. Are we standing together? Do we really truly believe that love is the fuel that's driving all of this? You know, that we've heard it over and over and over again from Pastor Tim, from myself, over and over again. We're to love God and love other people. That's, that's, that's what we're all about here. And Jesus took it a step farther. Don't just love God and love all those people, but you love each other. And you love each other well, and people will know that you're my followers, that you're my disciple.
And so let's go that extra mile. So what does love look like? When you were thinking about that person that loved you the most or influenced you the most, I would dare say that it was a, a, a massive event. I would say it's in the little things that make a difference. I would say that it's the small things done over and over and over again. We mentioned something similar to this in our Sunday school class this morning. As we're talking about gifted for grace. And there's this rub, this, this rub that we have going on in our, in our lives. From the beginning, from the garden, we have this struggle of wanting my own way, making our own self an, into a God. And yet Christ says, hey, if you want to be the greatest, you, you have to become the servant of all. And he took a little child and put them in, in their midst and said, hey, you got to learn how to deal with these little, these little guys right here and love them and love them well. And serve them and serve them well if you want to be, if you want to be great. And I asked him a similar question. Think, think about the, the, the greatest person that you know. And what do they do? Overwhelmingly, the response was parents, you know. Parents were just my greatest. But there were some that had a friend or an employer. Glenn Kunkel shared about an employer that he worked with for over 40 years that was just amazing. What an amazing guy. But I dare say you and I cannot look back and pinpoint, oh, the greatest, you know, the greatest person I know, the greatest person that influenced me, that loved me the most, man, it was, it was this thing. He bought me this. He spent money on this. He sacrificed just this one thing. I guarantee you it was a culmination over time of little things done consistently. It's the little things that really matter. It's those little things. Whoever whispered back here at the beginning and said, you know, God loved us and loved us the most. Yes, he did. And what did he give to us? They gave to us life. Certainly that's the greatest gift ever. True? The life that God gave us. What does God give us? He gave, he, he gave us life. He gave us eternal life. But what does God give us? What? You can say it louder. He gives us everything. He gives us sunrise and he gives us grass. He gives us rain. He gives us fall. Yes. He gives us those beautiful mornings. He gives us the ability to do this. He gives us the ability to do this. <laughs> the ability to laugh and cry and, and feel everything that we have. God is the greatest giver of all. Can we with him point to one thing? Absolutely, his sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But what did Jesus Christ do for us? He gave us life. What is life? Life is nothing 
but days and months and years and moments. And as I thought about this on Friday, as we had the funeral for Anna, her life was made up of a million moments. A million moments ticking away. And I would say, Grace Point Church, love, it's the little things that make the difference. Parents, it's the little things that make the difference. Grandparents, it's the little things that make the difference. Guys in college, it's the little things. And the little things of what? Little things of all kinds of stuff. But when we're talking about love, it's the little things that make a difference. Think about that person who influenced you the most, who loved you the most. It's the little things. I saw this a little while ago, and I thought I'd share, share it with you. And I think... He gets it. last the longest. Give extra, get extra. What a marketing genius. <laughs> I saw this and I was just like, whoa, this is so good for what we're talking about. Hey, what are we talking about? Did, did, mine. Did you get your, your little gum? We didn't want you to chew gum in church, but you know, you can do that if you want to, but it's the little things. The scriptures say this, follow God's example, therefore, we have to go back to Ephesians, don't we? Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. He gave his life as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. Notice who it's to. His sacrifice was not to us, but it was to God. That's a message in itself. It's the little things that makes the difference. So I challenge you, <clears throat> give a little lecture this week. We're better together because every story matters. We want this place to be a place where no one walks alone. 
where we can stand together and serve together and be driven by love, unusual love, but love that is in the little small details. Consistently. You and I can't crawl on a cross and die, but you and I can live each moment, each day, for those that are around us where we truly believe that we're better together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your incredible sacrifice. Thank you, Father, that you loved us so much. That you invited us to be part of your family. We get to represent you everywhere that we go. And Lord, we do believe that we are better together. And together, as we love each other, as we love our, those that are around us, as we love you, Lord, we just seek to bless your name in every single area of our life. And Lord, help us to, as we represent you, to represent you well and to bless you at all times. May it be true of us. In Christ's name we pray.